and welcome to the Pain of Pride Quarterly Slush Pile. Wee! Welcome Woo. also to 2018. That's about all we know, that this will be released in 2018, and I'm thinking it's much better already. Don't you feel it? 2018. Yeah, 2018. Mm-hmm. I feel it. I feel it. Um, this is the Pain of Pride Quarterly Slush Pile. We curate the best work so that you don't have to. <laughs> I figured since this is our first recording of the year that, um, and I guess you guys even already heard her giggle. Spoiler alert, Marion's here. In your actual time zone. In our (laughs) our time zone and sharing the mic with me. So, you know how I always love it when I get to touch her? We're basically sitting thigh to thigh. So I'm very, very, very happy. Um, uh, I thought that we would quickly uh, tell you uh, the inception story of um, the Painted Bread Quarterly Slush Pile. So, Marion and her um, husband were visiting with uh, me and my then boyfriend for the weekend of New Year's and um, we went to a big psycho killer meat party. <laughs> That's right. What's Kevin, that about? Kevin Krutoff's meat party. Mm-hmm. Instead of the seven fishes for Christmas, he does seven meats for New Year's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, in between all of that, uh, we were talking lots and lots about podcasts and we were talking lots and lots about how badly we feel for how long we hold on to authors' work. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that dilemma comes up with us Pretty constantly. Every other month, we're wringing our hands and going, what can we do to expedite our process? Mm -hmm. So even with as many readers as we have and and staff in Abu Dhabi, a staff in New York, and a staff in Philadelphia, we just have the most difficult time. Um, But we have made a a blood vow back back when we took this ship over um, more than 20 years ago to keep a democratic editorial policy. Right. So... At some point, now this is where Marion and I always like laugh our butts off because I always go, no, that was your idea. And she goes, no, that was your idea. No, that was your idea. So I think we're going to decide to say that simultaneously at the very same exact moment in stereo, we said, let's make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and actually have an editorial board meeting on air. Right. That's what I recall. And it's, and it's funny, just to go back to that point you were making, it's really counterintuitive as we grew the editorial boards, it actually slowed the process down, right? Because more people were reading yeah. more manuscripts. So like the bigger the conversation, the slower the conversation, but the more dedicated the conversation. Right? <laughs> we have you know, readers world over paying attention to these manuscripts. And so that's the gist of the podcast too, yeah. is to highlight the way attention gets paid to the poems that, that land in the slush pile. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. So that's how we got here. And we're going to be, um, so it's the anniversary of the inception. Mm-hmm. And um, in March, is that an immaculate, con- wait, no, I'm going to get all confused. Something. I don't know. It's holy, I think, if it happened <laughs> on New Year's. But um, we're, our anniversary is late March. So I'm, I'm uh, and we just get better all the damn time. <laughs> So um, this we that I keep talking about, half of it is me. I'm Kathleen Volkmiller, and I'm an essayist and the director of the graduate program at Drexel University and many, many other things. I'll keep you another half hour. But um, I'm going to elbow Mary now instead of going, Marion! And so happily elbowed at your side, um, Mary and Ren. I uh, co-edit with Kathleen and this team in Philly and the team in Abu Dhabi and the team in New York. Um, And I direct the writing program at New York University in Abu Dhabi. Um, So shout out to Abu Dhabi and (laughs) lots of love to the desert. And next to me is... 
Tim Fitz, and I am the author of Go Home and Cry for Yourselves and Hypothermia, two short story collections. I teach here at Drexel and the Curtis Institute of Music and Penn State Brandywine and Temple. <laughs> Here's another half hour. All the gods. <laughs> yep. And um, sitting next to me is Joe. Hello, I'm Joseph. I'm a sophomore English major, co-op for Drexel Publishing Group, cat lover, dog lover, <laughs> dancer. <laughs> all, all those things are astoundingly true. Astoundingly true. And um, if our listeners can even stand it, this you episode it. is so very special. They we have a special it. guest, Jennifer Ooh. Knox. Ooh. Hi. Hi. Hi, slash pile. Yay. Yeah, I'm uh, Jennifer Knox. If you see my name in print, it usually has an L Mm -hmm. in the middle of it, Jennifer L. Knox, and the L stands for Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the author of four books of poems. I teach writing, uh, all kinds of writing, including creative writing at Mm -hmm. Iowa State University. Mm -hmm. Yay! That's lots of stuff. I'm from Iowa. Iowa. And where exactly are you? Are you in your office? Are you in a closet? Are you sitting on your bed? I'm in my living room. Uh, I have three, no, I have four birds. Yes. So I had to, and they, I hope the mic doesn't pick them up because they, I had to darken (laughs) the room and close the door. (laughs) So, and they know actually I'm walking around right now. So they're starting to get they're oh, starting to perk up, I so I'm going to sit back them. down. Yeah, that's <laughs> for it. I feel like I heard a little tweet. A little tweet yeah. in the background. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's kind of perfect about that, Jen, is when Marion's calling from Abu Dhabi, you may have heard this. Um, a cuckoo clock goes off on the hour and the half hour. So almost every episode of The Slush Pile has at least one cuckoo, cuckoo. clock moment. Exactly. So cue the birds. I, yeah. I cannot birds. believe that they have cuckoo clocks in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary that does. That is cognitive dissonance. That's frying the wires for me. I don't know if the country does, but Marion does. NYU does. <laughs> Marion does. That's what Marion does. does. Yeah. So, yeah, we can make them squawk later, maybe. Mm-hmm. At the end, as part of our applause. <laughs> um, okay, I think, guess it's time to get rolling, and we have two uh, wonderful poems by two wonderful poets. And um, can I voluntold Marion Wren to read first? Oh, okay. Would I'm you happily, like to? Happily voluntold. Yeah, yes. yeah. There you go. So, um, uh, we are reading a poem by Lauren Michelle Jackson, um, and it is called A Child of Hers Has Rules for Color. Don't put black girls under blue light, she sighed, peering at the scope that did not see as God her intended. My mama, like her mama, told us about yellow, the only safe color. Yellow like, yes, the sun, whose acrylic tips tickle the microfine follicles and entreat our skin its secrets. Come. Yellow bathes in young love, cradles minds elastic, asks for only that part of your soul your body doesn't need anyway. White folks know what yellow can do. White folks gave black Barbie what, oh, uh, yes, purple instead. Some say yellow is a privilege, perhaps true. Yellow drapes or maybe languishes in a heat from the before time when no cream necessary for what better shield than the roof of planter who saw you made, laced waist to ankle. Yellow, a fantasy, yes, but may it also exude a greatness unbound. 
Lauren Michelle Jackson. There's this thing on the page, and it was beautiful <laughs> in my yeah. mouth. Yeah, you did a great reading. Thank you so wow. much. Wow. Wow. All right, thoughts. What are you thinking? What do you think about this piece? I just like it a lot. It's got a good flow, a good rhythm. Mm. And like there are some interesting like line breaks. So like the one, two, three, four, fifth stanza to the sixth stanza, um, white folks. Mm -hmm. um, that's like an interesting line break that I'm sort of, in most contexts, would be worried about to sort of take me out of a poem or just being weird. Like, I'd think that's just a weird line break and it yeah. would distract me from the content of the poem, but it just worked, and especially with your reading, too. Yeah. So, yeah. you know what, Joseph, thank you for pointing to that one because yellow starts like the one, two, three, fourth stanza and the fifth mm -hmm. stanza, right? So, yellow is mm -hmm. a noun there. Yeah. And then white at the end of that stanza, you think it's a noun. But it becomes an adjective. Yeah. Like across uh -huh. that space in the stanza break, that is some tricky shit, right? Yeah. And, uh -huh. it, and it was, and that was what made it fun to read too. Like the way she mm -hmm. shifted, almost like at a sort of grammatical level, what yeah. the words were doing, um, and 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 a conceptual level too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's the strength of this poem is it is rich with using words in a way that. I would never expect. Mm -hmm. So it's it's full of surprises, mm -hmm. and yet they they work. She takes a lot of risks, and you could see that they're they're choices. Yeah, they're not accidents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what, Jennifer? There's like the third to the last stanza that that surprise in the choice happens in the second line. So some say yellow is a privilege, perhaps mm -hmm. true. Yellow drapes, and I'm thinking drapes is a noun there. Mm -hmm. Or maybe languishes, yes, and then it, and then yes. drapes become yellow drapes, or she, maybe it languishes. Yeah, dude, like she back <laughs> configures drapes from yeah. a noun to a verb, and it yes. it happens as you read forward. You're getting the poem a second time. It's like a like a dipsy doodle. Like yeah. I don't know mm -hmm. how yeah. she managed yeah. to do that, but it's it's really lovely how that happens. Yeah. I should have. Uh, what's the word for it when you make these colors nouns? Yellow languishes, you know, all these, they, mm -hmm. they do things, right? Yellow does, yellow mm -hmm. bathes, yellow, I, I, I love I the play like with that. Anthropomorphizes? I don't well, know. I don't that's know. Not, that's, that's not right. Human, yeah, but it that makes the it color human. agency, right? Right, right. Yeah. 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 Um, who's Planter? What's Planter? Should I know that reference? I, that part of the poem, I, I felt like I was slipping a little bit. Like, it, I couldn't yeah. quite catch I the I feel meaning. like she's ratcheting up in those three lines, the the experimentation that she's doing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that, that word, the planter, lost me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like, it's not the planter, it's the roof of planter. Right, right, right. And I, I have to say, like the first time I read this poem, when we were sort of oh. like, digging through the slush pile, I, I you I thought it was a planter on the roof. Like it's like somebody was witnessing something, right? And but I can't I can't quite untangle that. What better shield well, than it's, the roof? It's the roof of the planter who saw you made is you is yellow, right? Oh. Yeah. Mm. So right. whoever planter is the whatever planter is, the roof of planter saw yellow made. And it is a shield to yellow as well. Right. So it sounds like some kind of roof. I wish it didn't hear from the before time. I don't know. So I've, spe mm. I've just spent too many seconds trying to figure out what that is instead of enjoying. Yeah. 
<laughs> as, I, as I had yeah. I was afraid that maybe I had missed something with the planter, mm -hmm. you know, that I should know. Um, I love the use of italics. Uh, readers allow me to read, listeners allow me to remind you that you can read this poem on our um, website so you can see what she's done and where these line breaks that we're praising and the italics that she's yeah. used are. Yeah, so I, I will say that the, the entry into the poem and the exit from the poem are the places where my, my feet slip, so to speak, yeah. right? Like, she, she sighed peering, right? So don't put black girls under blue light. She sighed peering at the scope that did not make, that did not see as God her intended. Like, I'm, I'm almost with that, right? Like, I'm almost yeah. catching the, the idea of that, but it feels a little bit um close to the to the to the vest so to speak like there's like the the poet knows what that means but i don't yet right yeah. right mm -hmm. and i feel the same way on the way out might be yeah. the her instead of but then you have two she's right right and it's not it's it's the third stanza my mama like her mama told us about yellow like i'm i'm that i i'm there that's a mm -hmm. that's sort of like mm -hmm. yeah it I'm grounds right me really clearly but even in that title right a child of hers with a cap h yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. is, is that God is a female? <laughs> you yes. Know? yes. Uh, or the grandmother, right? maybe, right? right? Mm -hmm. yeah. But why would you put a cap H on anybody but God? Because it's God. Because it's God. And then you, right. you, see, you see that again in the fourth line, God slash her, cap H, right? right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm, Tim, you've been silent over there. Well, <clears throat> I'm, I like this line uh, about halfway through. Um. White folks, white folks know what yellow can do. I think what's interesting about that line is I'm not sure they do know what yellow can do. <clears throat> I think last year, Cherie was saying how um, she hates it when white people make race about themselves. Mm -hmm. And so ever since she said that, I've been kind of keyed in on how different races think the other race thinks. And I don't mm. think they really either really knows. I mean, how mm. could they really know? And I feel like it seems like white people might know what yellow can do, but they don't really think about that. Mm. Um, mm. I don't think they have any idea. I think they they um. see things as very binary. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting, but I, I don't dislike that in the poem. I just think that's an interesting moment for discussion that brings that to, to light. Right. Well, it's fascinating that you brought that up. That was the exact line that Joseph came to first, right? Mm -hmm. And and I'm I'm thinking that she doesn't, I think she might mean a little bit sardonically because the last, next line, this is actually my favorite graph, I think, a stanza, I think. White folks give black Barbie what? Oh, ah, uh, yes, purple. Purple. Yeah. The color of a black Barbie yeah. definitely is a bit purple. Yeah. You know, it's plummy. Mm -hmm. It's like a plum. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And that's, so I thought she was being a bit sardonic. Mm -hmm. And I love that, oh, ah, uh, yes, purple. Mm -hmm. It's and especially tells, great to hear it. Damn. It's a pleasure damn. to hear it. And I think, <laughs> that's my favorite. I, I think the white people making the Barbie still don't even have any idea. I don't think they realize they're making a purple either. I think it's just, <laughs> it's just one thing or another thing. You know, maybe, maybe, yeah, and yeah. It, which is also a type of uh, criticism, too, because they're just oversimplifying it. Mm -hmm. which, you know, I, I think anybody who has to base their behavior on the unthinkingness of white people yeah. knows how white people think a lot more than white people do. <laughs> In other words, yeah. if you have to respond mm -hmm. to the thoughtlessness 
of white people making that purple Barbie. White people don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think you're more in, in tune to it, in tune to all the terrible things that yep. can happen because of that thoughtlessness. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're snapping. And that again. lack of mindfulness. And you know what, Jennifer, that points right back to the title, right? And sort of helps me decode the title a little bit. A child yep. of hers, like yes. a child of God has rules for color, right? Mm-hmm. So this like the the drawing of significance from thoughtless codes. Yeah. Like holy mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. that's not a painful and transcendable, transcendent, tragic way to be in the world yeah like yeah okay yeah um i think we're going to take a moment to say this too so that our our listeners uh learn something about how this process works uh when i wrote lauren michelle jackson and asked her if we could use this on the podcast so that's how the uh procedure goes right everybody submits to the regular through the submittable portal and then um as we read, if we come across something that we think would be really great for one of these conversations, we then ask permission for the podcast. And of course, it doesn't affect our reading of the work if the people choose not to. I will say the vast majority of the time they say, yes, go for it at 95% of the time. Um, but Lauren, Michelle, um, I, I apologize to you, Lauren, if you would rather I not say it, but I'm going to say it. So when she she wrote back, she said, yes, yes, but I have made some revisions. Mm. And um, the very short thing that I'm going to tell you that she revised is the title was lowercase i dot yellow. Oh. Do you remember reading it now? Now I do. Yeah. Got it. And okay. then she changed it yep. to this, A Child of Hers Has Rules for Color. Mm-hmm. And I freaking love this title. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, even that title, just just say it with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A Child of Hers Has Rules for Color. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful mouthful. Delicious. Delicious. Yeah, delicious. Yeah. Um, so. Actually, that first title points to the moments in the poem Mm -hmm. instances in the poem that buck me off rather than keep me in Mm -hmm. like uh in the one two in the third stanza last line how about is capitalized at the beginning of that line Mm -hmm. fuddy-duddy stuff like that Mm -hmm. Mm. um right in the stanza that begins with folks know what yellow can do that last line with oh ah yes purple period instead rather than getting rid of that period and slowing mm-hmm. into the next word having those like come instead um yeah perhaps is capitalized at the beginning of a line so just those mm-hmm. things that make me stop and say why is this cap so i period yellow is one of those telegraphic utterances Mm-hmm. That doesn't isn't speaking to me. It's it's making a sound, but it's not speaking to me. Mm-hmm. And with something as complex as this, I want the surface to be flawless. Okay, I'm waving my arms in the air and internally screaming high hosannas because this is why I love the podcast. Right? Like, <laughs> that fuddy duddy, like air quotes around fuddy duddy, like that reading, Jennifer. You just taught me so much about how good poems work. Right. And like if our listeners are poets themselves and how might they go about revising or tightening or editing their work for the reader. Holy mackerel. That was worth the price of admission thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. <That's good. laughs> 
tell it to my students. Yes. They get they get into writing because they, especially poetry, because they never want to use another capital letter again. <laughs> they want to do. They never want to use an apostrophe. They love yeah. ampersands. They just want to let stuff roll. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's. I know it's fun, but it's yeah. like a meal. <laughs> Who's gonna eat it? If you take away their forks, spoons, and plates, they can't eat it. <laughs> oh my God, I love that metaphor. Oh my gosh, I'm stealing that. Steal it. Stealing it. Well, you know, um, not to plug the podcast, we're already on, but um, we do get letters from uh, instructors who use this in the classroom. Um, I'm totally going to use it in the classroom when we talk about revision and submission. Right, right. Awesome. Okay. Yes. And so if you're using it in the classroom, hi, Jennifer students. <laughs> Hello. You're really, you're really lucky. I, you better I respect am there now, and then I'm there. You better respect her. Awesome. <laughs> like Black Mirror. <laughs> exactly. We're in the future. Uh, guys, I think we might be ready to, yeah. to roll a vote here, huh? Yeah. yeah. So, Jen, you're going to text uh, through Joe Zhang. She's got that through Zoom, Joe. We can see Joe Zhang, our wonderful sound engineer, Hello, on the board, on the on the on the keys, on the keys right Wait. now. DJ. I don't know what I'm texting. I don't. Who am I texting? So what am I a, Sorry. The, the Zoom. Is there a space where she can write, Joe? Yeah, there's a chat function in Zoom. Oh, Joe doesn't have oh, a mic today. Sometimes chat Joe. function yeah. lets me go to there. <laughs> on, on the bottom of your screen, Joe, see. you don't have a mic today. Ah, uh, that's a bummer. Sometimes he chimes in really great things. Chat. I am chatting. Hi. Okay, so you're going to just chat a yes or a no and give that to Joe. And in the room, we're going to go one, one two, two, three, shoot. Yeah. Okay. And then Joe's going to tell us what you said. And we're waiting. And yay! Yay! It's yay. unanimous. Lauren Michelle Jackson. Yay. Thank you, Lauren Michelle Jackson. <laughs> um, Jen, I should have asked you this in advance. Uh... So next word um would you care to read for us because i would love for you sure. to perfect Yay. so I'm you're gonna, gonna do the house guests okay mm -hmm. and who's that poet is it rosemary kitchen nope <laughs> who is it <laughs> stella padnos shea okay sorry if i mispronounced i believe that. you I, can't, I don't see those words anywhere but i believe you okay mm -hmm. word Okay, sorry about that. Okay, let's just, let me say her name one more time. The poet that we're going to discuss right now is Stella okay. Padnoche. And how do you spell Padnoche? Padnos is P-A-D-N-O-S, and then it's hyphen S-H-E-A. Okay. Okay. House guests. The house guest was not a house guest. I mistakenly invited him in as my distraction, as my soiled laundry as my manhole with steam, you quaintly rising. The house guest lived largely inside my telephone, my cellular phone, the number belonging slowly, solely to me, intruding through my smallest, most forgettable spaces. I met him at the playground, a married dad. I love those, except for mine. It started in small, small ways, cellular. And as the days punctuated themselves via text, the words became the house guest, invited off the street. Soon enough, 2 a.m. would hit, and the unanonymous yet absent of a body words would metastasize. I want to fuck you. Or my heart is pounding, 
and this is a terrible idea. See you soon. Hmm. Perhaps the kind, kind, stupid spouse was the house guest, passing in and out of relevance like laundry on the line, a slight scent as he entered or vacated the room. Perhaps I am the house guest. I often don't recognize myself for what I am doing, acting like what I wouldn't say, but others would. Perhaps the phone was the house guest, settled on the coffee table on vibrate. When it would go off, my eyes met the scent of the fabric softener, then returned to the phone, the dirt she preferred. Wow, oh, great reading, Jennifer. Thank you. Wow, I, I have to say I am entranced by this piece, by this poem. Um, mm -hmm. And it's funny that we're calling it a poem because it's three paragraphs. Yes, yes. Julia. Well, it doesn't go anywhere. <sighs> it's like a, the cruise ship exits the harbor and comes right back. Exactly. So that's a poem. <laughs> that's, that's a great way. And I feel like in the universe of this poem, so a cruise ship is exactly right. I feel like I'm in the, the SS house guests and I am in yeah. the cabin. Mm -hmm. um, and and listeners, what you what you need to know is that Joe Zhang, our producer, just snapped a shot of this poem because <laughs> he's he's they listening hard, it. right? Yeah. Listening yeah. hard. Anyway, uh, I love the um, tension. I had like anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I really yeah. did. Do. I was <clears> holding my breath. I'm a little sweaty. Uh -huh. <laughs> Oh, what's gonna happen? Somebody's gonna. Get well, that you, she sets it up right away with mm -hmm. that first phrase. The house guest was not a house guest. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, it's anything can happen day. Yes, mm -hmm. like yes. this thing is not this thing. <laughs> yeah. So when you start a poem like that, it you're just messing with our heads right from the start in a good way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You've immediately established tension. Right. And I think um, it's uh, I, think, I'm a huge sorry. fan of dramatic irony in the first person mm -hmm. so that the person speaking does not know what's really happening. Uh -huh. um, and I love all those perhaps at the end. Me too. Me too. The perhaps, stuff is, yeah, it's like a litany yeah. and uh, it just gets really rolling. Yeah. The suppositions of what is this? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. what, what am I enmeshed in and, and continuing to dig through? And I love yeah. the dirty laundry, right? Yeah. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's that she, she does this with such elegance because dirty laundry could be such a cliched metaphor. However, right? It's my soiled yeah. it's laundry. It's my soiled laundry. <laughs> and, it's, and it's my soiled laundry in the first paragraph. And it's fabric softener, right? Mm -hmm. In the last, right? And then mm -hmm. so it's like scent on top of scent, on top of tension, on top of the mm -hmm. atmosphere, right, inside this cruise ship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, all, I always think about the cell phone as, like, such an intimate object mm. because it is yours and yours alone, mm. you know, mm -hmm. um, mm. and that's You've how You've got your naked pictures of yourself in it, the yeah. thousands and thousands of naked pictures of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Just mean, kidding. that Just is kidding. the, you know, I heard something the other day on a podcast that um, cheating has never been more prolific as it is right now. Mm. And the ability to cheat has never been easier. Mm. And the ability to mm. get caught has never been has easier. Has never been easier. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And, and you know, almost entirely because of the cell phone. Mm. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I, I let's talk about that, right? So in the second paragraph, and as the days punctuated themselves via text, the words became the house guest. I, I love the playfulness of that line because it, you, you, you know, we're in the, in the realm of a poem here. You think text is referring to the text mm-hmm. on the page. <laughs> There's all that sort of like, you know, reflexive poetic gesture in that, but she literally means the cell phone text, right? Yes. The words become yes. the house guest. And then when you read this, Jennifer, it really it confirmed and, and, and compounded this, this su- the surprise and tension, right? Like when she drops mm-hmm. the F-bomb after a sentence that is soon enough, comma, 2 a.m. would hit, comma, and the unanonymous, comma, yet absent of a body, comma, words m- would metastasize, colon, mm-hmm. I want to fuck you. Like the yeah. delay, the delay, yeah. the delay, yeah. the delay, yeah. the delay. Yeah. Boom, right? And it's oh, like yeah. it just kind of staggers you. Yeah. Right? And this yeah. is this is so wrong. Here we go anyway. My heart is <laughs> yeah. pounding and yeah. this is a terrible idea. I love that's, See that's you my soon. favorite. That might be my favorite line in the poem. <laughs> yeah, too. except yeah. for the last what? Six lines in the poem. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, this is it's um yeah, it's amazing how I have one. Builds. I have one question. Yeah. The second to the last word. The dirt she preferred. Right. She is, su- the eye mm-hmm. is suddenly looking at itself. It's the dirt she preferred versus the dirt I preferred. Mm-hmm. What right. do you think about that? I, so first thoughts, I when I get to that she, it sort of like allows me back into the poem and carries curious about like the the sort of gendered I, right? I met him at the playground, a married dad. So the now I'm thinking the house guest is he, right? Mm-hmm. But by mm-hmm. the end it's the dirt that she preferred. So now who's who's the lover? Like who's the like it you know, like is was is there this is, is this like a homosexual relationship? Is the I female and the lover female? But we've got this male in the second paragraph. Mm. And so for me like the slippiness of that um, adds to the mystery and the tension and the possibilities of it, mm. right? So, but I don't I, know. That's my. I just thought. think it's the wrong pronoun. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I. I think much more simply. The whole thing, much of this thing, is an exploration of who the house guest is. Perhaps this one. Perhaps mm. me. Right? I think that she is his wife. I mean, I think uh, she. She yeah, loves. I met him at the playground. A married dad. I love those except for mine. I'm going to just go with she's hetero. I'm not going to read yeah. all these layers of yeah. complication. She's hetero. Well, if, a woman if, married if to a man. Not, if, what? If she's not, I, if she's not, <clears throat> I, want, I want just some clear indication so I can stop thinking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's, I think it's not the whole, the whole thing is a puzzle, so I don't need a puzzle in a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Right. But wait, I'm trying to find this other spot. The who's the kind stupid house the the spouse sorry perhaps the spouse. kind kind stupid spouse was the house guest I actually yes. think that is another reference to the the other man's wife but look yeah. at the rest of the you sentence know? right so perhaps the kind kind stupid spouse with the house guest passing in and out of relevance like laundry on the line a slight scent as he entered right or doesn't the he go to the spouse it goes I to so. it goes to the man she's having the affair with. The married right. dad. Mm. That's why. That's mm. another indication for me that uh, that's okay. her. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So the speaker is a woman having an affair with a married man, and that she, and that paragraph, and that stanza, and the third stanza is the other wife. Got it. 
Yeah. The wife that's being. That's what yeah. I get too. Yeah. I think that that last sentence alludes to the idea that the wife has caught on and like the dirt she preferred. Like, oh. I've got dirt on you. Like, the dirt she prefers and like what she points to and like looks to for like, you're an unfaithful man is the phone that yeah. the last sentence is talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Because the fabric softener is tied in in both spots, too. Yeah, so you're I right, think that's our right. clue. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're right. But I love how Jen put that. It's like, you know, you don't want to spend time thinking about this stuff. Right, the sort of like. No, I don't. I just want to watch this writer cycle through. (gasps) Perhaps this is the house guest. Perhaps this is the house guest. Because it's a very tight little Mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she turns on everything in the end. Everything she's mentioned, she turns on it. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. what I want to see her do. I don't. I think that move is her turning on herself. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I I don't need that move at all, if that's what's happening. I just feel like that's the wrong word. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I, that didn't trip me up at all. I just read that as easy cheesy the spouse again. She's talking about the other man's wife because mm-hmm. she would oh. know she would know her too. That's why she mm-hmm. says kind kind. You know, they're playground moms together. She's she's mm-hmm. you know what I mean. She she knows her as well. So at least knows her as a nice woman in the neighborhood. Was the house guest is maybe the phone's a she. Per, no, that mm-hmm. would be it. Perhaps the phone was the house guest. Settled on the coffee table on vibrate. That means it has like a, a latent explosive quality to it. Mm-hmm. When it vibrates, it goes off mm-hmm. like a bomb. Mm-hmm. When it would go off, my eyes met the scent of fabric softener. So the phone equals dirty laundry. These, all these things are connected. Mm-hmm. Then it it would see fabric softener, then the phone, which equaled the dirt. Not the wife isn't in here the spouse isn't in here right who she's not in this scenario so who who is preferring dirt the dirt if you change it to an i it makes perfect sense the dirt i preferred because that goes back actually to the first sentence of the second i met him at the playground and married dad i love those except for mine so the dirt i preferred is the cheating Mm-hmm. Right, the dirt I prefer. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fascinating. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't complicate it. I didn't get. get I didn't get stymied. I just did thought it think, was the, the did spouse. Did you think that she at the end was the kind, stupid spouse? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because we have laundry in both references, and I and and we're still debating who the house guest is. Can we call Stella? Right. We can call can Stella. We just call Stella. Stella. I, I think I, I, this is what I just want to end with. Okay. The the she did not bother me, so I would not ask Stella to change that she. Mm -hmm. If you guys want to ask her, so that we know her intent, you know what I mean. But I think Joseph and I both. I'd like to know her intent, and if this is a suddenly I'm watching myself. Right. Yeah. Or if that she is the spouse. Yeah. 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 Joseph and I easily read it as the spouse and didn't get tripped. How about you, Tim? Well, I sort of thought the kind, kind, stupid spouse was the woman's husband. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I, whoever it is, I like the idea of this person. And I really like the poem. I like, I like that line connected to the the word choice of metastize, metastize, because to me this is this is one of those words that throws a color over the whole poem. Yeah, yeah. If you, it. it it's not necessary to understand the poem, but it really locks every image in. And I love the idea of a kind, kind, the idea of a kind, kind, stupid spouse um, 
compared to a trusting spouse because trust is kind of a willful stupidity. You mm-hmm. sort of think, okay, I'm in this yeah. for the whole game and I'm just going to not – I'm going to just let things – I'm not going to worry about these things. That's when they're always somebody. the last to know, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> they don't want to know. But it's the only way to live. If you can't live yeah, not you. trusting, because you're going to drive yourself crazy, you're going to drive the other person crazy, you can drive everybody yeah. crazy. So you just have to. So, it, which is why it's such a um, why it's it's uh, why betraying trust is such a terrible thing because. You're totally taking advantage of this willful stupidity mm-hmm. that you yes. have to you have to lull yourself into, and you're so vulnerable because of this stupidity to, to betray it. That's that's the uh, that's the big risk, and um, mm-hmm. and the gift too. So it, it, so the fact that this poet puts these two puts the words metastize and kind, kind, stupid spouse mm-hmm. um, heightens the dramatic level of it yeah. to to match what they're doing. Well, I'm listening to, to what everyone's talking about poetically, which always makes my mind sort of spin. I can't say those same things. But I know that when they are talked about in that way, it, the dramatic level has to match it. Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. for me, what it does. Yeah. And those you know, it also moments. the the level of specificity of a word like metastasize versus kind, kind, stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They are like one a child would use and another wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, her level of the speaker's level of awareness of what they're doing is, is they are very, very much aware. Oh, there's so much control. I mean, it's mm-hmm, like this mm-hmm. poet. It reminds me of Prince saying how um, a few years ago, it was about five or ten years ago, his band was so good and so well rehearsed that when they played live, they could play any song ever written anytime they wanted to at the drop mm-hmm. of a hat. Mm-hmm. And I feel like certain poets, like poems like this, you feel like the poets just got whatever they need. Right mm-hmm. in the moment, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a, a beautiful thing. Of course, it doesn't happen in the moment. They <laughs> slave over it and they carve it up and everything. Mm-hmm. But the presentation of it appears that way, which is um, makes it look easy. Uh, which is what's so frustrating as writers when you see this. It's both beautiful and also terrifying <laughs> because that's what you have to do mm-hmm. too. You know, you have to. That's a, yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think those are the two moments. Those are the two hot spots for me. Yeah. Well, guys, do you think it's time to vote? Yeah, I think so. Should we call Stella? We're not going to call her. <laughs> oh, can we? Should we? What do you think about this? Do we need to call Stella? Do we want to ask about that she? Right now? Do, do we have <laughs> no, I might not even have her number. <laughs> I, think that, I think that means no. <laughs> I think that means no. But I don't think you have to give your number on submittable, just yeah, your email. Just your no. Yeah. All right, but yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, go, let's go fishing for Stella today, right? We can ask. Yeah. yeah. So, Put a little follow-up uh, in the blur. This means, listeners, you're going to have to keep on listening and find <laughs> out the answer. Exacto, Mundo. So... Uh, let's do it. Okay. All right. Get ready. Jen, you One. ready on your chat functionality? Uh, Getting there. Okay. okay. <laughs> One, two, three, vote. Woohoo! Let's see, man, it was two for two today. Woo! I told you it was different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Um, well, that was really great. Thank yep. you so much, Jennifer Knox, for being with us today. And thank you thank so very you much. Thank you for to having me. This is, you know, uh, what a, this is such a valuable resource, which makes it sound really unsexy, but it is. <laughs> it's both things. It's sexy and a valuable resource. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Thank you for saying that. That's like you look hot in your mom jeans. <laughs> yeah, right. You managed to make those mom jeans look <laughs> Um, All right, everybody. All right, sending you. Nice to meet you. With you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Fight the good fight. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Love you. you. Bye. Talk to you soon. So, listeners, yes, uh, Jen had a takeoff, but I just want to say thank you so much to Lauren Michelle Jackson and to Stella. Padnoche for your work today. I would like to ask our listeners to tell us what you think. Um, We are on all social media platforms. We have an email address, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. abq.draxel.edu. Oh, cool. Um, (laughs) Okay, so we hope to hear from you. Keep reading, keep listening. Yeah.